So here we are back at the kitchen table. It's a nice stormy night. The rain outside. You may hear the sounds of our refrigerator in the background and also our wiener dog eating her food. She might be done now. I don't know where she went. I don't know either. So, hello, Ariel. <laughs> hello, Logan. So this is episode number seven, I think. Is it episode number seven? I Six, eight? I have no idea. We're going to say seven. Okay. If it's not, I'll go back and delete one. Oh. And uh, <laughs> 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 Yeah. Uh, and this is going to be the final installment of this uh, season of this show or whatever this thing is that we're doing. Um, that doesn't mean that there won't be more things to come, but... This feels like a good stopping point. Wrapping it up. Seven is the number of completion. That's why I asked if it was episode number seven. Um, and, you know, because this was all about, like, talking about just what we were experiencing during the past year. And, you know, the pandemic's not, like, over necessarily. But, you know, like, for all intents and purposes, we are on the home stretch. You know, for sure. Cases are going down. Vaccines are out. And so this is going to be the last episode of this. And it just, it also happens to be pretty much the one year anniversary of uh, when all the crazy stuff started happening, at least for us. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do I remember what? You need to be more specific. <laughs> What's the first thing you remember when I ask if you remember? Um, I think spring break of last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so do you kind of do you kind of remember like how things were happening? I remember going on our spring break trip last year and seeing like glimpses of of this virus in the news. Yeah, and I remember. And how naive like, were we? I never, I didn't. <laughs> right. You know, I don't really don't pay attention to the news a whole lot anyway. Yeah, but um. I don't know, later on after we realized, oh wow, this is like an actual issue and yeah. it's like happening, I remember thinking like, wow, I mean, how it was very movie-like in those scenes where it's like playing in the background. Right. You don't realize you're living in the first act of a disaster yes, movie. That's exactly it. Yes, that's you know? exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, because we, yeah, we took a trip to Austin this week last year and uh, I remember going to a coffee shop downtown and walking in and they had like the, you know, they would usually have this little table where they would have their creamer and sugar and everything. And they had a little sign that said like, uh, you know, we've moved our, you know, we've removed our, our, our creamer and our sugar and stuff or our, our self-serve creamer and sugar, uh, because of the coronavirus. And I remember thinking like, that's weird. Huh? I'm oh, like, I don't how naive part, you didn't yeah. go into that coffee shop. I don't think you were wow. outside with the kids or kid. Kids? Did we have two kids then? <laughs> yes, we had two kids. Man. Milo was born. Okay, yeah. It's been it's been a year. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Oh. Uh, anyways, yeah, it, that was just like this small thing. It was like, oh yeah, we, we removed our self-serve creamer uh, because of uh, stop the spread of the coronavirus. And we're thinking, huh, how strange. And it's like, little did I know. Yeah. Little did now, I know. It was really just like a couple of weeks later. No, it was it was the next week because remember we left school for spring break and never came back. That's right, yeah. you're right. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, yeah, it was literally as we came back, like pretty much while we were on the trip was happening. Because I remember, <gasps> oh Agnes, our dog is just sitting in the middle of our living room. What is she barking? At? Barking at nothing. She's not barking at anything. Agnes, 
Come here. Come here. She thinks she's barking. Come here. She's like, you know what? It's been a while since I've caused a distraction. She's pretty cute, though. We'll have to have her on the pod sometime. Uh, yeah, but do you remember um, when we were planning that trip, like the week or two before, I remember we were at our favorite noodle place, uh, Lotus Cafe, and remember, like, we were planning stuff. I remember telling you, like, wow. You know, because this was Austin. And I was like, wow, hey, they just canceled South by Southwest. And it was that, and when they canceled the NBA, that's when I knew it was like, a real big deal. And I remember telling people, too, like, a lot of people still, even really, even, like, as lockdowns are happening, I remember. But I remember telling people, like, listen, things are not going to be normal. Like, the next year of your life is going to be different. Even if you don't think this is a big deal, you're not in charge of government. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can you can pretend it's not a big deal, but mm-hmm. you're also not in charge of your whole life. So, uh, yeah, that was... It. When, when I saw that they canceled the NBA in South by Southwest, I was like, okay, this is going to be a thing. Yeah. And do you remember whenever the president was like, yeah, we'll try to be open by Easter. And we we're like, yeah, Easter. Maybe Easter. They, maybe it'll maybe, maybe it'll, it'll happen. <laughs> that did not happen. Since it's kind of towards the end of this whole ordeal, I feel like a lot of people are kind of reaching the stage of like, when you just forget about it, pretend it never happened, put it behind us, let's get back to our normal life. Which I totally agree with. You know, like like ugh, wants to like think and talk about this more than we need to. Mm-hmm. But to me, part of like kind of putting this season of life behind us is kind of taking a moment to look back and reflect about how this experience changed us as a person. And is she barking at us? No. Agnes. She's gonna wake up the kids. She decided she was gonna be on the podcast anyway. Stop. Yeah, I think Agnes hears the rain outside. And thinks it's um, something. Oh, no. I'm out of breath from <laughs> moving my dachshund across the living room. I need to exercise. <sighs> Don't so feed into the microphone. The next two minutes of this podcast will just be looking at heavy breathing. <laughs> That's some ASMR right there. <laughs> okay. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. You know, but I, I feel like part of this whole process of putting this thing behind us, at least for me, is kind of taking a moment to look back and reflect about how this experience changed me and my worldview and how I think about things. And there are people even, you know, in our community who are dead, who would not be dead if there hadn't been a pandemic. Yeah. There are there are businesses that closed down that probably would still be in business if there hadn't been a pandemic. Yes. And other businesses too, small businesses, a lot of small businesses. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's what I mean. You know, and there's, you know, there's people who didn't get to go to their graduation, which is kind of a big deal. It is a you big know? deal. People who have missed out on so many things. Yeah, so I mean, I think it, I think it deserves. At least for me, I feel like it deserves my attention of like, just acknowledging the gravity of the situation, kind of pondering, reflecting on how it may have shifted things in my life and then I can then I can move on from it you know does it make sense I don't yeah, know I that's kind of how I process things I don't think we should I mean it's basically a, it's like a, a prolonged traumatic event and and one of the things that you're not supposed to do is just sweep the trauma under the rug you know yeah. you have to look it in the face and, and process it otherwise right. you can't heal from it so and I know, you know, there's a lot of other people who, and these are the people who dis, 
I guess disagree with what we're saying is the idea of like, well, you can't give this thing power. You know, you can't, you can't just like live your life in fear. Um, which I agree. Not, but that's not what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, oh, I'm so afraid of the pan, like of the pandemic. I'm so afraid of, of the virus and, and everything. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. But like, you can't just forget about it. Yeah. Well, and it kind of brings me back to, um, I think it might have even been the very first episode we recorded. I remember talking about like the opportunity of silence. Basically, like here's this kind of forced hiatus for everyone in the world, mm-hmm. where we're kind of forced to just be in our homes and think about life and not really do anything. And like, what you know, like you can see that as like, I'm just going to get through this, or like, let me take this as an opportunity to like think about things or, or approach things from a different way mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have the opportunity to do if, you know, the just daily speed of life had continued in a normal way. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm like on the other side of that, you know? And uh, so I do, I just kind of look back and I think like, I guess, like, did I make the most of it? I don't even know if that's yeah, what I really want to ask. That's a question I ask myself, like, man, did I did I use that time wisely enough? Like, did I ref- give myself m- enough chances to reflect, like you were saying, or to, um, I don't know, like like you said, a forced shutdown. Did I use that wisely? So what are your reflections on the past year? Like, looking back, how do you feel like you've changed as a person or what opinions do you have that maybe have shifted mm-hmm. you know between and i mean because that's the thing is like it's not just it wasn't even just the pandemic it was like pandemic george ford protests the election uh the post-election stuff you know like yeah. it's a big swirling mess i don't know that's a very difficult question to answer and i don't think it has i don't think it just has like a point blank answer you know i think as each kind of new wave of this past year happened I did try to like sit down and kind of I don't know deal with that as it came but being a mom and and everything is kind of hard for me to do that a lot of times and then by mm-hmm. the end of the day I'm just exhausted and so I'm like I don't even have the mental power to to process things a lot of the times yeah. and so I do sometimes I go like a whole week and then I realized, oh my gosh, it's it's Sunday again, and like what? I'd like I, it's, it's my brain can't hasn't even processed the past week. Isn't that it terrifying that I like, feel like we're starting to do that with months? Yeah, and I'm like it's March again. Right? No, <laughs> I'm yeah. still stuck in 2019. That's exactly what I mean. Like, like <laughs> you know, so like they're kind of, this is yeah. just like almost this fog. Because yeah. I haven't taken the time to just sit and be and like process life. So what does so, that what does that look like for you though? Like to process well, I, things. Uh, like is it just like, like you sit to, there in silence and think? No. Like what no. is it? I mean, I like to journal a lot. Uh, that helps me kind of flesh things out and and really process things. Like a lot of some people I know are verbal processors. Um, I I don't like to do that because 
I don't like to seem incompetent to people. And so if I'm processing as I'm speaking to someone. Like you're doing right now. Yeah. Like this is really <laughs> so, hard for me. I'm sorry I put you I, on the you know, spot. I do that with you all hey, the time. Next time, though, so. next time you should just journal everything you're going to say for the podcast. Yeah, and you I, can just read it. I did think anyway. about that, but then it would kind of seem really rehearsed. But. It would. It would not be genuine. Well, so, it would be genuine, but it would feel weird. I Yeah, I do like to journal because that really helps me get all of my thoughts out on paper and it makes me able to better um, order my thoughts, if that makes sense. Yeah. So even though it's kind of a jumbled mess as I'm writing it, then I'm able to um, to come to conclusions and and really, you know, sift through stuff, um, kind of epiphany moments and things like that. But yeah, so I like to I like to journal. So yes, I have been journaling. Over the past year, um, you know, not I'm not a perfect journal. I don't do it every day. Like I said, there are so many weeks that I'm just like fog brain where I don't get to sit down and do any of that. Um, but yeah, there's good chunks of of this past year that I was able to sit down and write. And well, what what came out? Describe it in four words. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, um, I mean, you don't have that. Might be some deep stuff you don't want to share on a podcast, but. Well, I don't know. I think just, you know, realizing the human condition and and how I was just kind of coasting through, I don't know, through a lot of the things that I grew up believing in and stuff. I think I was able to really look at myself um, with a, I don't know, a microscope, but you know what I mean, like... You, it's almost like you sat still long enough to di- dissect kind of what you th- you believe. In right, world, exactly. You know? Especially like politically. Yeah. I've never even thought of, I hate politics, honestly. And like <laughs> that viewpoint really yeah. hasn't changed. But I've never actually sat down and like asked myself, what, what do I do? What yeah. do I think about this issue? Like, what do I really think about this issue? And not just point blank. Like, I'm thinking about the people behind the issue. You know, I'm thinking about individuals. Yeah. And... And um, I wonder if part of that's just like as we get older. Maybe kind of like, I, I mean I hope. I, I don't know. know. As you get older, there are a lot of younger. Wiser. There are a lot of younger people who are who are really more involved in politics though in policy. Yeah, than we are. So maybe that's true. not maybe that's not the the case. No, but like really thinking know. about why you yeah. are for this and not yeah. you know or against this or and yeah even like even my my uh, you know faith my my faith beliefs and you know where do i land on some of those things and um yeah it's almost like in the normal pace of life you're so busy just like maintaining the status quo and and doing engaging the responsibilities that come about through like the organizations you're involved in and what you believe that you don't really have the time to stop and examine those things right yeah i mean anything else you want to say along those lines no, I mean, part of me, and obviously, I, I am so so sad for the people who died during this pandemic, and so I, I mean, I'm I'm mourning the loss of of life and stuff and jobs, the people who are struggling, and but I'm almost thankful for the time that we had, like you said, that f- that it was a forced hiatus, uh, the time of quiet and the time of silence, and I think. I think for many people, 
it can be a great blessing in the long run. It is weird to me how, like on one hand, and I think I mentioned, oh, I think I mentioned this in an earlier episode too. It's weird that it's like the whole human race is has having this collective experience. Like, what other time can you go ask somebody on any continent what was your experience with the pandemic, and they would have an answer. You know, like there's not really any other. Maybe you know, maybe one of the world wars you could do that, where it's like this experience that permeates every culture almost across the whole world. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, then you also have like this weird dynamic where there's some people who have basically pretended like this whole pandemic didn't even exist. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, they're out having parties, not wearing masks, things like that. And then on the other hand, you have people who like legit have not left their house in a year. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yet, and so there's like this collective experience, but yet within that collective experience, there's like these just vastly different experiences. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have people who have like lost like three members of their family to the same disease, you know, and then other people who don't like hardly know anybody who's even gotten it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it is, it is weird that it's like, it's definitely this idea of we're all kind of, and I think that was the phrase. Was it? We're all, we're all in the same storm, but we're not all in the all same in boat. The same boat, right? When the pandemic first happened, that like obviously, I don't think it's a good thing. I wish it didn't happen, and it's really sad for a lot of people and really negative. But a weird small part of me was kind of like, well, at least something interesting is happening, <laughs> you know. Which I mean, I realize that's messed up, but you know, because part of the one of the biggest points of frustration that I and anxiety that I have is that life is boring and redundant and mostly devoid of meaning and so you know i just kind of every day i just go to the same place and do the same thing and talk to the same people and have the same conversations and do the same work and then i come home watch the same tv shows and eat the same food and sleep in the same bed and so to have something kind of break that up (laughs) you know what i mean but then it did kind of made me realize like well what was it about that that i liked what was what was i missing or searching for in my life before the pandemic that caused that pandemic to make me feel like, oh, this is nice. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, what was it? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't landed there yet. I've been thinking about like three other things too. Yeah. Honestly, I think too. I've realized that really for the past year, I've been using it as an excuse to like not do things that I feel like I want to do or that kind of scare me. Mm. And beforehand the world was open and you know I just released my my movie and uh it felt like I was kind of moving forward in some things but it was like kind of scary it was kind of putting myself out there and trying to make things happen and then this pandemic kind of shut everything down and as much as that was a bummer on the surface you know if I'm being honest like I'm just now even realizing that there's still kind of this really scared little boy inside of me that feels like if all of my options are shut down that I don't have to worry about trying going to do anything scary. I have no options other than to sit here and just work and be with my family. And that's great, you know, and so but it's easy to like kinda of want to stay in that place. You know, and now that the pandemic is kind of ending, I don't really have like this excuse to not kind of chase after these things that are in my heart. So mm. you know, I don't know it's a little it's a little scary. Does that make sense? Yeah. It made that? a lot of sense. It's it's a totally a first world problem. It's a great problem to have, but there's like this burden of choice. You know what I mean? Of like, well, if you're going to do this, that means setting down these things over here. Or if you're going to go after this, then like you're really like putting yourself out there. And like, what if you fail? What if you, you know, like bring yourself into financial ruin? Or 
the easiest solution would just be to like maintain the status quo. Right. Because it's safe. So that and just like it's kind of just messed me up just thinking about the, the pandi- pandemic has kind of messed me up and, and just thinking about life and what the what the point of it is. And that sounds so cliche, but I guess what I mean by that is every now and then the kind of Western American uh, script is that like you are you are fully in charge of your own life. Every success and failure and everything is because of you and how hard you worked and how lucky you got and it's 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 up to you to fashion and shape your life into what it is and that's why we love the idea of entrepreneurship and people who you know rags to riches stories and you know there's elements of that that are true but the problem is is that we're totally not in control of so much of our life you or someone you know could get cancer you could get in a car you could get paralyzed you could have a brain aneurysm you could you know and then, I mean, the list goes on and on you could there could be a severe weather event or a war or a kidnapping. We like to maintain this illusion that we can have our lives be exactly the way we want it all the time by just making the right choices. But there's so much that's not up to us. Yeah. And I feel like for the most part, we go through life and occasionally we we get these reminders that we're not in control of our life. So somebody we're close to passes away or there's some near-death experience with a wreck or something like that. And then we kind of have this sudden realization of like, well, what am I, you know, what am I doing every day? Just like going to work and like trying to make a bunch of money and chase the American dream. And like, what's it all, what's it all, what's the point of it all? You know what I mean? And you have the moments that kind of break this illusion of A, I'm in control of my own life, but B, uh, like all of this stuff, cars and houses and like Netflix is really important. And then you kind of get brought back to thinking about what truly is important and what you want to spend your time doing. But then after that event, whatever that event is, it kind of fades away and you're kind of brought back into the the reverie of everyday life, the grind. But I think what's so interesting about the pandemic is that it was it was that same thing, that same kind of event that comes and shatters this kind of illusion of society that we have built. But it, it didn't go away, you know? And so it was kind of like spending this extended season of time in that place of what's the point of all this <laughs> you know what i mean and like what do i really want to do with my yeah. life and what's what's really important to me as a person and mm-hmm. you know yeah, that's what i said i'm saying like i think this has changed people's lives and and like people are going to not live the same way that they were before you know and whether that's because they did lose someone to the to the virus or or like you said that they realized wow like what am i doing with my life you know yeah so and, but i and i think that's the thing is that like the pandemic in a lot of ways it's it's offensive to the american dream mm-hmm. like it's offensive to to what this idea that we've built of of what is important in life because it's coming it's shattering that idea that everything is up you know i can do whatever i want in life it's all up to me because the reality is it's like you can do everything right and the pandemic can come in or like i said a car wreck Mm -hmm. cancer Mm -hmm. something like that and really we're we really just have like kind of the illusion of control in our life right that's kind of terrifying on one hand and it, I think it could create a lot of anxiety, but I feel like at the same time, it's like so freeing. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I guess probably depending on your personality, which probably. one do you see? I mean, you know, I'm a very anxious person. So yeah. part of like a lot of me is like, 
But, um, yeah, I can see how it can also be kind of comforting, too, because then you're, like, able to be more free, I guess, in your choices. And and that sounds weird. And especially, like, I'm not saying, oh, my gosh, you just go do whatever you want. But, like, something, like, more free to, like, not stay in that dead-end job, you know? like. Well, and I I think what it is, it's, like, I mean, not to say you don't have any agency over your life, but when you realize that you could die any day, you know, or everything that you love could be stripped away at any time, I think it brings you into this place of just a deep appreciation for what you have. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you stop thinking so much about what you don't have or what you could have if you just worked a little bit harder, worked a little bit later, spent more time doing this or that, and you rest more in the grace of of the moment. And I feel like that's a healthier place to live. Mm Mm-hmm. At least for me. I think that's probably, like, if you're a, a person of faith and, um, I just think that's, that's a lot of what Christ teaches. Yeah. So. I think I just saw some lightning outside. I'm sure you did. Any other thoughts to wrap up this one year saga before we, we offer recommendations? Just that the pandemic has probably altered the course of our future. True. I mean, so in the, I guess it was in the middle of the pandemic, probably guess towards the beginning of it. You know, I was kind of already thinking like, okay, if I reach kind of this, I'm kind of at this pivot point in my life where I either need to just buckle down whatever I'm doing, I need to do it with a lot more intention for the next 20 years, or I need to go a different direction and really like, lean into what I might actually be passionate about in this other way. I feel like I'm just totally rambling. No, you're making sense. <laughs> anyway, basically, you know, I'm going to be 30 this year and realizing, okay, uh, it's time to either buckle down or, or pivot. And so I said, okay, well, if I'm going to pivot, then we've always had this dream of um, living overseas. Well, because I grew up overseas. Visiting, I guess, living overseas for a few years. Yeah. Um, although, you know, I was thinking we should just live overseas and become a citizen of somewhere so that we can get free health care. <laughs> um, seriously. Because well, here's the thing, is a lot of people think like, oh, well, then we're going to be paying like all these, you know, bukus of taxes. Well, like, I mean, we're not going to move to Switzerland. And the thing is, a lot of European countries, like, their tax rates are not that much higher than America. It's just that since they're not America, they don't have to spend all their tax dollars bombing children in the Middle East. And so instead oh they can gosh, spend all their tax, tax dollars uh, on like healthcare and stuff, right? Yeah, so, okay. sorry, tangent. Okay. Hot take. Look <laughs> it. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying that we don't need universal healthcare. I'm just saying like, if it's available, why not? Um, anyways, we've always had this dream of living overseas for a couple of years. Uh, I just really want to get back to my roots, y'all. That's what it is. Back to the motherland. Um, and so we looked at that we looked okay but you know our thought process was well if you know if i'm going to pivot career-wise and like kind of start something new go into something um i you know then this would be the perfect time to like take a sort of like intermission and go do something cool like live overseas before we started that because i wouldn't want to get five or ten years into this to whatever the next phase of my career is and then take a hiatus and 
go off into Europe somewhere. So we looked at living overseas, realized it would be kind of hard, and... Not uh, just kind of. <laughs> really hard. Yeah. And, I mean, we could do it, but... Basically, yeah. unless you are military or single... Well, or if you just have a... You work for a company that sends you over there. Work for a company that sends you and over there. And I just... I can't not be my own boss. Yeah. It's just... Maybe. If it's the right company. But... Uh, and so then, Ariel had the idea of... Which we talked about before. Well, actually... So then we got really into... Arwen and I... Got really into watching sailboat videos. Yeah. <laughs> so, Logan dreams about living on a catamaran someday. I would have, which I, in order to do, I would have to um, overcome my horrible seasickness. Oh it's horrible. so bad. But as he turns green, it's really bad, and it makes me sad how bad it is. I know it um, makes me sad too. Yeah, I feel because like I, I do not get seasick. I have yeah. great sea legs. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> anyway, so there is there is a whole subgenre micro genre of youtube of youtube videos um where people basically give tours of their sailboats or catamarans and like hey and here's where we live fell and, in love with and for some reason Arwen just loved i mean i loved it too but so that we would watch that sometimes you know just in the middle of the day or eating lunch or folding laundry and uh yeah, like, hey that'd be cool we should live on a sailboat one day you know uh and some, then somehow that morphed into Ariel's suggestion, which is well, maybe, maybe we can just live in an RV and go travel around. Um, so we decided to do that. Yeah. Is that a good segue? Yeah, it's a great segue. Okay. We're going to move into RV. We're, we're going to live full time in an RV, guys. Eventually. Soon-ish. And here's the thing. I have this habit of, I guess we have this habit of deciding we're going to do something first and then figuring out how to make it happen. Yeah, he does this all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's it. When we got married, I mean, yeah. we decided we're going to get guys, married before we. <laughs> guys, five dollars in his uh, bank account, no, no job, and nowhere to live. And, and you it know was what? Two weeks away from our wedding. You know what? We made it, and we made it work, didn't we? I remember crying. We made it work. Oh, we, my, yeah. Oh my gosh, I was crying on my best friend's shoulder. Anyways, all of that to oh, say, it was bad. All of that to say that <laughs> usually what we do is we we figure out what we want to do first, and then once you know you what you want to do, then you figure out how to make it happen. So that's kind of what we're in the process of right now. Yeah. And we'll be traveling everywhere from Baja, Mexico to the North Pole, I guess. No, I don't know if I want to go to the North Pole. Well, okay. What about um, just like Fairbanks? That sounds good. Okay. After Snowmageddon, I don't think I'd <laughs> cut out for... Well, Fairbanks in the summer is that's probably true. still pretty snowy, but... Yeah. And actually, during Snowmageddon, just so you know, Texas was colder than alaska yeah what and the thing is a lot of places in alaska like Juneau, actually um are affected by a marine layer thing and it's actually relatively cool Hmm. so once you get further inland into the continent like fairbanks that's where it's cold okay yeah anyways so stay tuned for rv things i guess yeah we're going to be figuring it out, and you can figure it out with us. Anyways, this has been a fun journey. It's been a year. It's been some year. It's been just one year? Just one decade. <laughs> I think that's about all I have. I guess we should get into our recommendations. Okay. I'll let you go first while I think of one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, I've been trying to read more. I think maybe I did that one. 
couple of episodes ago, I was talking about books I was reading. Well, are you reading different books than you were yes, last time? Yes, it's, of you can reference a specific um, book. That's fine. So I'm reading a series now called The Spellbreaker Series by Charlie Holmberg, and it's really good, and I enjoy it. It's like a it's fiction, fantasy type, you know. So if you're into that, you should check it out. It's really fun and well written. I'm going to recommend it's It's been out for a while, so I'm a little behind the curve. I'm going to recommend the Nintendo Switch. So <laughs> it's just funny because I'm usually not the kind of guy who plays like those kinds of games. I usually play more like PlayStation games, I guess, or Xbox games or computer games. Um, but the thing about the Nintendo Switch is that you can lay in your bed and play it, <laughs> which is probably really bad for you. Yeah. But it's not. It's nice. And you waited for so long. They were always sold out. It's true, and they're not as sold out anymore. Um, anyways, yeah, the thing about the Nintendo Switch is it's the best of both worlds because it's like a console. You know, I can put it on the TV, and Arwen and I can play darts, or or bowling, or tennis, uh, or I can I can do go handheld and lay in my bed and play something instead of read. Instead of read. <laughs> And with that, we will say goodbye for a final time until we say hello again. What was that song? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This makes me think of that song that they would play at Hastings. Happy Trails? Happy oh, Trails I... to you. Well, now I'm, now I'm sad again. Thank you. Again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Hastings is one of my recommendations, and I remembered that it no longer exists. Trails. So. It's going to be Burlington Kovac. Oh, man. <laughs> Look at the mess, good my boy. Well, that is all that we have. So, thank you if you listen to this far and have a strange interest in our life. That's kind of creepy, honestly. What are you doing? <laughs> See you. <ya. laughs>